Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yeah. Happy Halloween, buddy. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I, I've, it's still, I'm still a little on edge, a little shaky from that opening theme. Yeah, it's pretty great. It, yeah, it, it, it definitely uh, it, it put me in a certain mindset when I'm ready to talk academically about scary movies. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I'm so terrified. If, I think the only way for me to really calm down is to break it Break it down in the most nerdy way possible, and then I will never feel really any emotion ever again. And I don't know if it's evident in my voice, listeners, but I am wearing vampire teeth, and I'm in full <laughs> Bella Lugosi uh, makeup. From and time to time, you will go, bleh. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and Tyler's got the uh, werewolf mask on. And the. Uh... But I wear creature from the Black Lagoon hands. That's the weird thing. <laughs> That's all they it's, a, it's a new creature. That's the way I look at it. So... <laughs> The were creature from the black again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All so right. so uh, yeah, it's 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 our it's our Halloween episode uh, as usual, but we're doing something a little different this time. It's something that uh, we're gonna hopefully start doing a little more of. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked uh, two weeks ago at length about how just great and awesome our website is, uh, and it really is. There's awesome reviews almost every day at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily reviews of new movies. It'll you know it might be a new DVD or it might be yeah. Uh, we have theatrical reviews, yeah. uh, mostly um, independent foreign stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but you know occasionally the studio stuff if the big studios invite us. <laughs> no. uh, I've got a bone to pick with certain studios who refuse to invite us to stuff, and I've got nothing but kind words for other studios like Universal who, <laughs> who invite us to everything. So uh, I'm a corporate shill for Universal now. I will only give their movies great reviews because they invite us to see things like The Change-Up, which I think I gave five and a half stars to out of four. It was really something. <laughs> it's uh, You're not a sellout, David, because you, you believe every, every, uh, That's right. every star of that review. Um, <laughs> but but what I, what I, I will what say this. I'm so a fan of Universal that here's what I'll say is you'll be hearing this on the day of Halloween. If you live in the, Lo- in the Los Angeles area... For Halloween, why not head over to Universal Halloween Horror Nights, which, yeah, David, yeah. you and I and various other people did, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, it was very tense for oh, me, it was great. Yeah. but it was a lot of fun. Um, but the thing I'm getting at is that uh, in order to further con- convince you, you, you dullards who can't get it through your thick skulls to go to our, web- our website... Uh, wait, uh, what? <laughs> sorry, we're going to have... Uh, are writers as guests because they are very much a part of the Battleship Pretension family at this mm-hmm. point, and uh, we want you to be as familiar with them and and uh, and enjoy them as much as Tyler and I do. So uh, <laughs> Tyler's got a bone to pick with that hmm. particular sentiment. But I don't uh, think I like you speaking for me, especially about this. But the, so the first of hopefully many appearances by writers, uh, new ground being broken. The Jackie Robinson of our bloggers appearing on our podcast, uh, Scott and I. Hello, everybody. And this is the first and last time I'll ever be uh, compared to Jackie Robinson <laughs> for so many reasons. That, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, so that uh, was sort of the Jackie Robinson of Jackie Robinson <laughs> comparisons with Scott and I. So. Uh, I, it's been, I think I make the Jackie Robinson comparison because I got baseball in the brain. Yes, I'm Trying I not know. to let it seep into the... The podcast, but Game Six is currently on on Tyler's TV. But. Not the movie that I don't like, starring Michael Keaton. <laughs> game Six of the World Series, uh, 
uh, Cards Rangers, um, and Cards are down by four at the top. And, sorry, down by three in the top of the eighth. And against Tyler's wishes, I'm, we are leaving his TV on with a game on mute, uh, so I can know if my cards will live to fight another day or if the Rangers will win their first ever World Series title. A hard-fought and earned title. I'm so got no furious about this. You have no idea. No, uh, no bone to pick with the Rangers. Oh, good. See? Okay, did you see how he was just trailing off there? And, like, it <laughs> wasn't his usual verbose self. Get ready for just a whole episode of that. That's why we have Scott here, who incidentally has not been on the show before. So this should, this should go great. Uh, but no, the, the the game will not. The game will be over soon. It sure will be, um, unless we tie it up and it goes next innings. Uh, but let's. I, I want to set that out, and then let's. I want to challenge you, the listener, to see if you can even notice if I'm less present or not. You're gonna get the worst emails this week. <laughs> yeah, you've really set yourself up here. <laughs> You know, just the I'm gonna, knowledge. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to the, bring it. <laughs> their knowledge that you're doing this, they're going to be like really listening hard. And even if, even if, like you do a great job, which uh, you're really going to have to to bring it, much like the cards are going to have to bring it <laughs> uh-huh. to have any chance of winning the game. If you're going to win this podcast, you're really going to have to bring it. But even then, the knowledge that you're doing this is going to bother them. No, I don't think I'm it sorry, will. did I say I said it should bother them. Hey, that's going to That's what I meant you. to say. It bothers me. Yes. <laughs> All right. If 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 the Angels were in the World Series, would we not be doing the same thing? No, we wouldn't be doing the same thing. Why not? Cuz I don't care. Where are you I, from, Scott? I'm from Portland, Oregon. We don't have baseball there. So what's the what's the nearest team to you? Uh the Mariners, if we choose. We had a minor league team too, mm-hmm. but then they changed the name and everyone lost track and stopped caring. Oh. Yeah. So if the Mariners were in the World Series, we'd be doing the same thing right now. No. Go with me. Oh, Come okay. <laughs> I like the Angels and everything, but I just, uh, it's, I, I li- you know what? I'm committed to this. I could, People, do, I could be committed to two things. You're a, a servant of two masters, uh, right? There's a, I don't remember the there, rest of the quote. There's definitely a saying that has something <laughs> yeah. to do with that. Uh, Jack was, of all trades. I was about, to, I was about yeah. to go into servant of two masters, master of, nope. <laughs> no, that's I've conf- I've confused them now. Okay, so let's get let's get to know Scott. You, you're, you're from uh, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, um, they have a good minor league team there. I hear. Yeah, your your Twitter <laughs> handle is at Rail of Tomorrow. That's correct. What does that mean? Uh, oh boy, here we go. Um, so in high school, I did a lot of uh, theater, mostly behind the scenes tech work, and I did a lot of tours as the uh, fly captain. The fly captain is the guy who uh, brings in and out all the scenery and backdrops and all that kind of you stuff. Yeah, a nice theater in your high school. Sounds we like. had a beautiful theater. Yeah. Um, and around that same time, the movie Sky Captain and The World of Tomorrow came out. And so, I, for one of the shows, my nickname was Fly Captain and The Rail of Tomorrow. For okay. the fly rail. Right. It's very convoluted. <laughs> That's why not pe- many people ask, I think. They're like, yeah, this explanation, it's not going to go well. I like well. that explanation. And it also makes me realize you're younger than I thought you were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that where you, it's just like, high school, sky count, jeez. <laughs> I was a senior, but still, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, um, where did you, where did you go to college? Yeah. I'm a college man. <laughs> uh, where uh, did you Emerson go? College. Where do you go? 
I went to Emerson College in Boston okay. and graduated in 2009. And so what brought you to Los Angeles? Ran out of options, mostly. No, I moved back home after college, did a small tour of duty uh, in the stockroom at Nordstrom, and uh, then... Played a season with the Portland... Uh, yeah. The minor league team. The Portland they, Parrots. <laughs> they're that far behind. Um... And then, you know, just decided to come on down, try L.A. It's one of those things, like you guys have said before, you graduate film school, sooner or later you're going to end up in L.A. for some amount of time. Yeah. I considered Toronto. I considered New York. Yeah? Yeah. I like Chicago myself. <laughs> uh, and then realized, well, if I'm going to start this podcast, i got to hightail it to Los Angeles. But I, I knew, um, at the time when I graduated, I, th- I was still under the impression that I wanted to be involved in production, and it wasn't until I came out here and worked as a production assistant that I realized I did not want to be in production. That's the way it went for me as well. Uh, and so I was, cons- I knew like uh, movies shoot in Canada. I was considering uh, Toronto and Vancouver as possible places to move. Uh, I didn't know that. You never yeah. told me that. But eventually, I mean, it basically came down to Los Angeles was also high on the list. And my girlfriend at the time wanted to move to Los Angeles. It was a thing we agreed on. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why we can't, why, why I picked here. And now you know your your roots are here. You're not you're not going to go back to you're not going to go to Vancouver, right? Um, or Toronto? No, like, you're not the, in any danger after, of that. After those riots, no way. Uh, <laughs> but um, and Toronto with the Maple Leafs? Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> not this year. You're talking about the team or the Leafs? <laughs> Both. Leafs. I'm not a fan of either. This year, especially dangerous. Those Leafs. <laughs> now, just to make sure. Now I'm. Are they do are they known as the Maple Leafs? Or leaves. They are the maple leaves. Oh, that's infuriating. <laughs> now I know why you hate them so much. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Canadian listeners. Daniel, I'm looking at you. Another blogger. Daniel's from Ottawa. Okay, his, yeah. His team is the Senators, but he... Uh, I want to believe that every Canadian loves hockey. Okay. You know? Um, and I've asked Daniel, and he's like, yeah, I don't really follow hockey. And I just don't... I don't. Someday, he'll when he's in Los Angeles, he'll come on the show, and he'll defend his... Non hockey loving. I tell you what, he stuff. likes. He likes soccer. Is that right? He ca- he calls it football. Yeah, that's fine. That's not true. I just made that up. But wait, uh, which thing did you make up? Uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a blogger named Daniel. Um, but uh, no, Daniel. By the way, um, I, I wish I had the website in front of me, but uh, we put it on our blog, mm-hmm. right? His our, our website that you should go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Daniel has made a short film. Yes, he called, has called yes. the Dead Days of Summer. Um, that I really think people should check out. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's cool stuff. It's um, a very it's it's a very interesting concept and some very interesting execution. Uh, I will say good. If you say interesting, I think people immediately are just like, I get to find it. Something. Right. Uh, it looks like he had a lot of fun making <laughs> <laughs> those kids. I watched that movie. And I watched that movie, and I tell you what, that Daniel's a nice guy. <laughs> but uh, that's a that's a never not funny reference. But. Um, but yeah, so um, now we, David, you and I, we do not talk about what we do for a living on the show, so I feel like we should not ask Scott what he does for a living. Is that I mean, right? It's up to him. Okay. Because you, work, work. In the, you work, in, in the work in the entertainment industry, yes. There you so. go. I'll ask you off, Mike, because I don't really know what you do. Okay. Okay. You've but, already talked to me about it, but it's okay. I uh-huh. have? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. I know exactly what you yeah. do. We talked about it at El Compadre. <laughs> yes. I needed. I, I just needed that- uh, the Frame of reference. Yeah, that refresher. But uh, but yeah, and so the Rail of Tomorrow because you write for us, but you still you still Maintain write a, for your own as well, right? Yeah, railoftomorrow dot com is the website there. Okay. Yeah, I bought the domain name. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Not going. It's just Blogspot or WordPress. That's yeah. really something. Indeed. Uh, now, 
we'll get to the horror movie topic, but I want to take you to task for something. All right, let's do Scott. it. Um, but and and you as a surrogate for all the bloggers. When I put out the weekly email, like, hey, here's the review and advance copies of DVDs and Blu-rays, you guys only ever want the Criterion ones. And I have to do all the shitty direct-to-video movies. That's not true. I'm working my <laughs> way right. through dead time stories. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I did consider Sleeping Beauty the... Oh, that's, see, that I'm, I'm happy no one took. I'm, I'm interested to see it, even there... though I don't like... I don't really like her films. Well, if I'd known her, this was such a lax schedule, I would have taken it anyway. But you were like, it's got to be right away. So I was like, I can't promise that. And no, I already Sleeping had like Beauty, three DVDs. I mean, this is a, this is a conversation for off <laughs> mic. Sleeping Beauty is not, uh, did not have a, a pressing too Oh, okay. Um, yeah. No, I just had too much to do that week. All right. And I, I wasn't going to take a Serbian film. I'll just tell you that. I watched it. Really? The review will be up next week. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, it's, you know what? That sounds like a good... Uh, that Everything about... Uh, you've told me about a Serbian film... Uh, Seems like a, not, a good transition into the topic. I was going to say the same thing. So the topic, um, as suggested by someone, uh, I've I've actually had the had this idea for a topic before, but uh, a listener on the forum, I believe, uh, suggested it, and I thought, oh, we haven't done that yet. Let's give it a shot. Okay. So, so the topic is what is the difference, uh, and what is this, what are the similarities between horror and Suspense, yes. or or the thriller type right. genre, but even there, I think there's differences between what suspense means, and what thriller thriller mm-hmm. means, um, and I guess often what I'll do when there's this kind of question at the top of an episode, uh, let's get into it, shall we? Um, often what I'll do is uh, say what my thesis is going in, okay, and then we'll never resolve whether or not that's right. Yeah, that's kind of the, for- the formula <laughs> for our our big lofty question episodes. It's really the equivalent of you know you you start writing a paper, you got your thesis statement all in the first paragraph there, and then as you then as the next po- uh, nine pages go on, uh, the font gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and then just fades away. And uh, that's that's pretty much I, I've det- I came yeah. up with that as an image of our show uh, a few days ago, <laughs> I and like I felt like oh oh that's depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's yeah it's a thesis page somewhere on the seventeenth page. It's just like <laughs> I I can't really read this. <laughs> um, so I think for one thing, my 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 thesis is in multiple parts. Oh, good. Is that there is not a clear demarcation between horror and suspense and that in fact horror is if not impossible then very difficult to do without suspense Mm -hmm. but i think uh horror has more to do with um i guess oh uh, you know i'm trying to figure out a way to like the build-up is the suspense the payoff is the horror Hmm. So horror will often be an image, you know, mm-hmm. um, whereas the suspense will be the the 15 seconds of the slow move down the dark hallway before you turn the corner and see the horrific image, mm-hmm. it, you know. Uh, that That's that's my thesis going into this. I'm not saying that's necessarily right, but that's kind of where I'm starting. And <coughs> in a Serbian film, I think it's – I mean, the – it's now, for, not those a that, film. for those that don't know, okay. a Serbian film is the name of the film. It's uh, not. Yeah. It's not. We're talking about just any any old Serbian <laughs> film is like this. Yeah. Rattle them off. <laughs> not one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
uh, a Serbian film has been <clears throat> referred to as a horror film. It's not, mm-hmm. because it's not scary. It's not good. It's not a good movie. Uh, I'll spoil that part of the review right now. <laughs> um, but I think it gets called horror, and maybe even maybe even it is, this is right, uh, just because the imagery is horrifying or just disgusting, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or disturbing, except for the imagery in a Serbian film should be disturbing, but context is important. Um, and because the movie's not good, I'm not invested in it. All I'm thinking is like, well, that's just silly, you know, cause yeah. it's, it's, it's like, uh, one of the most disturbing films of all time is Henry portrait of a serial killer. And it has some pretty graphic murders mm-hmm. in it. Um, and they work because, um, you're invested in the characters in the story and the overall world and the tone, uh, you know, in the mood of the, of the, of the place. Uh, of the piece, rather. Um, if you weren't, then the part... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to spoil Henry, I guess. Uh, but there's a part where a guy's head gets cut off, you know, they're in in a bathtub or whatever, and you, he, like, lifts up the guy's head, right? After mm-hmm. he cuts it off. It's been a long time since I I've haven't seen, seen it. it. Oh, okay. Um, and it's pretty clearly a prop head, but you don't care mm-hmm. at that point in the movie that it's a prop head because you're so into it, you know? Just like there's a guy getting stabbed in the eyeball, and if you weren't contextually like wrapped up in it you'd be thinking like well that's clearly a prop that's not a real face Mm -hmm. you know um so here in a serbian film when say uh a woman gets decapitated mid-coitus uh it's just ridiculous because i'm not into it and it's just i can see obviously okay so in that shot it's an actress and in that shot the actress has her head buried in the some hole that was cut in the bed and that that head is clearly fake Mm uh so and this is a bit of a tangent, but I just watched a Serbian <laughs> film two nights ago, and you're really the first people I've talked to about it. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so I wanted to get off my chest why uh, I why I, I didn't like a Serbian film, but I also think it does co- tie back into the to the premise of of uh, or, or to my thesis that horror is based on on imagery, but it's there's more to it than that because imagery imagery cannot be divorced from context, and it can only be effective if the context allows it to be or works. Scott, I'm going to throw it to you in a moment, but first I need to ask, uh, during this scene uh, where the woman gets her head cut off, uh, who cuts it off? Do you know the answer to this? No. Okay, the guy who's uh, in coitus with her. Okay. That's what I, that's what I figured it probably was, um, <laughs> because there's... You know, there's a uh, kind of a praying mantis quality there, except the roles are reversed. Uh-huh. Um, let me ask you this. Okay. I don't want to get too much... I, I, not everyone's seen it. I don't want to get into <laughs> spoilers for a Serbian film. I'm not that concerned. Um, <laughs> does he continue after she what, 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 he has done this? What have you read about a Serbian film? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I only know what you've told me about it. Uh, if, uh, and oddly enough, it did not inspire me to go and look up more about it. <laughs> uh, if you know what kind of film a Serbian film is, the answer to that question is obvious. Okay. I assumed it was, uh, it was yes. <laughs> and, part, and here's, as you were telling me about it just now, I was just like, oh, it's probably the guy that does it. And I was like, well, he probably doesn't keep going because that would be gross. And then I thought, <laughs> Too like, far, Serbian film. <laughs> Too far. And I thought like, no. Oh. Yeah, that's probably exactly what happens. <laughs> Unless, of course, well, and now we're getting, I, okay, now I'm spoiling this for myself, but not in that sense. So, uh, okay, 
Uh, I don't want to uh, respond to what you said right away because I do have a response. Okay. Um, it's angry and it's it's not it's not. Oh, okay. um, but uh, Scott, you've got typed notes. Yeah, this well, is very I have a lot exciting. Of- to spoil a little bit of my job, I have a lot of downtime. Okay. So I did the Don Draper method of thinking intensely about this for about a day and then forgetting about it. So hopefully that'll <laughs> yield results. Um, but clarifying question about your theory. So does a horror movie have to be scary? I don't know if scary is the right word. Because I feel like you said something like that, and I was just... Well, I think I... I but I also said, like, disturbing, right? Right. I mean, I, I think... Well, I think I'm a th- horror movie has to unsettle you in some way, be it, like, the violent unsettling of being shocked or scared right or just a creeping uh because well, i'm wondering then if there are only good horror movies then because like there there can be bad comedies like even if i don't laugh i reckon it's like trying to make me I laugh yeah yeah so i it has to try to do the thing that right I, okay. to try to scare, scare you or try to upset you fair enough because like okay, good yeah good clarification because i mean for me i think horror can come in a lot of different variations not just like scary like for some people contagion would be a horror movie because that's like their worst fear, you know, uh, put to life. I mean, for me, it's not, but I can see where someone would be terrified by that. But I, and, I, mean, I haven't seen Contagion, and I, uh, I hear it's good. I want to see it. And I'm hoping it comes to the cheap theater on the <laughs> around the corner here. Um, but you know, it's sort of it does seem what people tell me about it is that after you see it, you like want to wash your hands, right. and not touch anything, and that does seem akin to. Um, like, when I was a kid and the first time I saw Candyman for, like, days afterwards, I wouldn't look at the mirror when I went into the bathroom. Right, yeah. And so it it does seem to have the same lasting effect as a horror it's film. It's the shower effect of Cycle, only it's everywhere. Right. Or <laughs> or Tyler uh, sleeping with socks on after arachnophobia, right? Uh, hang on. <laughs> I slept you tell me that story? W- with, I slept on top of the covers <laughs> oh, okay. after arachnophobia. <laughs> That's what it was. Okay. And uh, I still sleep with socks on, because uh, who wants their bare feet out there? <laughs> Come on yeah, now. really? Yeah. Oh, how short's your blanket? Huh? No, it's uh, yeah, just I just when I say out there, I mean out there with no socks okay, on I anywhere. <laughs> All right. I take my socks off to take a shower. That's usually how it works. <laughs> so Half the shower socks right back on. Absolutely. I have <laughs> you, deep sh- you don't change I've, into your shower socks. I, <laughs> I have foot shame. It's it's uh, it's a clinical thing. Um, but uh, and it's interesting that you bring up the the contagion thing because arachnophobia, you know. Shower with with Psycho. Psycho's a horror mo- a horror movie. I actually I, I've I've listed some movies here that fall into horror or suspense. There's a lot of overlap. I actually I guess Psycho's more horror than suspense, but you could make Is an it, argument I for either it, one. I think I, I might make suspense. it more of a suspense movie. And I'll, okay, I'll address that in a moment. Um, but either way, like there's a very very tangible like oh if this makes me scared to take a shower, you ta- you're taking that fear with you. When you leave the theater, when the movie's over. Right. Same with Candyman. You were a kid, but either way. I mean, we all have... Hey, I stand by Candyman. That movie holds up. I've, I've never seen it, actually. But uh, I, th- I think there are... Now. And in that sense, Contagion, having not seen it myself, you walk away from it, and it you carry the fear and the paranoia with you. And what's more is we've... You know, we've seen uh, horrible diseases just decimate... I mean just decimate entire populations uh, in some capacity. And so, like, in a way, Contagion is not a horror movie, but it's as horrific as anything else. And one could say it's as disturbing as anything else, because, and I guess this is where we get around to 
um, what I think horror is, it's not merely imagery. It is also, you know, content. And if there, if it is horrific content, um, because there's plenty of, there's plenty of, uh, films that are called horror, but there, there's nothing that disturbing about the imagery, but like, let's go back to the, the original Dracula. It's admittedly there's the, there's, you know, it's 75, 80 years old now. So I, I understand that. But at the same time, at the time I have to assume there wasn't anything that scary or disturbing about the imagery, but the fact that this is a, an undead human sucking the blood out of somebody else Frankenstein is a walking corpse that has been, you know, reanimated by somebody. Like that concept, the content of it is quite horrific. Uh, and so I think those count as horror movies. I don't think it's merely a function of being scared, although I think that's these days that's a big part of it. Well, here's what I think it is. Um, I think suspense is something that is built up and then released, whereas something that's horrific mm. stays yeah. with you. Can I spoil... I'd say that's uh, that's very close. That's, that's Can about I spoil right. something from a movie that I didn't like from a few years ago called The Strangers with Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman? Sure. Did you guys see sure, it? Sure, I didn't see it, but I wanted to. I heard it was very good. I didn't like it. Okay. But I'm going to spoil one scene. Okay, that's go fine. ahead. Okay. So they know they're, like, they're hiding in the house. They know the killers are out there. They found... Scott Speedman has found the shotgun. Is it Scott Speedman who's in that movie? Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah. He's found the shotgun and he's perched and he hears the guy coming down the hall very slowly. Mm -hmm. And he waits and as soon as the guy... And so it's very suspenseful because he's got his finger on the trigger. You know, you can hear the footsteps coming down the hall. You know this person's about to come around the corner and is Scott Speedman going to be able to pull the trigger and what's going to happen? As soon as the guy comes on the corner, Scott Speedman pulls the trigger, shoots the guy in the face. He's dead. Mm -hmm. Then realizes it wasn't one of the killers it was his own friend who'd come back to check on him hmm. he accidentally shot and killed right. his own friend yeah the suspense is all everything that builds up to that the mm -hmm. horror is that idea of yeah <clears throat> being put in that position where you accidentally murder your own innocent best friend well uh and that's that's the thing that stays with me it's one it's uh, like i said i didn't like the movie it's one of, but that's one of the more effective parts of the movie and that actually gets to something that I was thinking about as I was thinking about this the other day is that like suspense at some level, you know, the outcome you're like, okay, there's mm -hmm. going to be some kind of confrontation. Either this guy's going to win or he's going to lose. Uh, but horror is when all your expectations are like gone and like, it's like the, the guy shooting his friend in the face. Like you don't expect that coming at all. Mm -hmm. And the realization of that is like pure horror. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. The, the, that's a good point. The, um, the idea that, you know, how it's going to end because that's, that was Hitchcock's point right. about suspense was the, the bomb under the, the table. table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You, the audience, know it's there, but the people sitting at the table don't. Yeah. And I think, and this actually goes goes back to, I didn't, I actually, it's odd, I didn't plan on making this point. I, I didn't even know it was something that I believed. But um, I think it does go back to uh, not merely imagery, imagery is a big part of it, but as I was saying a moment ago, content as well, because the f the mere fact of him having shot his own friend and and killed his own friend like even if we don't see like a really bloody image of his of the the gun going off and his and his his friend laying there dead even if we don't see that or if we only see a flash of it the the fact that oh my gosh all this suspense leading to something that did not go at all the way i wanted it to mm -hmm. and now a a friend someone an, an ally in this situation is dead at my own hand like 
you don't need the don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not saying i'm anti-gore or anything but what i'm saying is the horror comes from something deeper it comes from it comes not merely from something shot being shown something shocking or disturbing but from the fact of something being disturbing um like i said with with dracula and, and frankenstein and 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 I feel like what I'm what I'm moving towards right now is my own definition of of horror, and this is where I wrote down uh, some movies that I I feel like, you know, I oddly enough don't find The Exorcist very frightening. Uh, a lot of people do, but there's no que- like I, and I don't even oddly enough find it that disturbing. I know that's weird <laughs> as well, but uh, same with The Shining. Uh, some people say that movie is terrifying. Scott, I believe. I find, yeah. I find it deeply disturbing. <laughs> I and, love it, but yeah. And I, those, those movies don't scare me. They don't really disturb me, but I, there's no question that I would count them as horror because even if, even if the film itself doesn't disturb me, everything that the film is about is, dis- is inherently disturbing. Yeah. You know, a little girl being possessed by a demon who spins her head around and throws up terrible things and all that kind of thing. Like that is inherently disturbing. Even if I found the film, didn't find the film to be disturbing. Um, and so I think horror almost doesn't necessarily need the context of the story. I think it, it, it appeals, not appeals, but it, it, it affects something deeper inside us whereas suspense i think it's very much about the characters we're watching the story we're watching i'm not saying one is better than the other i think one is very is context free and one is not but i guess when i was talking about context earlier because i agree it doesn't necessarily need it can stand alone i'll give some examples in a second Mm -hmm. um but i just mean the context of you being wrapped up in the movie yeah uh you know um that's all i meant by by context because uh um Someone who different, definitely doesn't get referred to as a horror director is David Lynch. Hmm. But if you look at Mulholland Drive, if you look at Lost Highway, if you look at Inland Empire, there are sequences. The head. Yeah, the, there, the, there yeah. are sequences and just images in there that will never leave me. I don't know. Did you guys mm-hmm. see Inland Empire? No. I didn't. It's uh, Mulholland Drive, though. There's a, there's a, this isn't really a spoiler, but there's a shot of Laura Dern incredible slow motion running toward the camera and you can tell she's got a panicked look on her face but as it it's very much in slow motion as she gets closer and closer to the camera you see that her face isn't right hmm. there's something i don't want to there's just something wrong yeah. with her face and it's a horrifying thing that like i still can't get out of my head and in, in in lost highway the part where bill pullman is going back into the back of his house mm-hmm. um I think he's looking for his wife. It's not, it's been a while since I've seen it, but um, it just uh, disappears into complete blackness, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it's held for a long time. And you can tell you sort of tell you're moving forward towards something, but you can't see at all what you're moving toward. That's that's a horrifying thing. Of course, Mulholland Drive has the uh, um, <clears throat> the thing that lives behind the dumpster behind the diner. <laughs> That's yeah. almost more shocking than horrifying. The scariest part of Mulholland Drive for me was the tiny old people crawling under the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> what about in Mulholland Drive? And I guess this is a spoiler, but um, them uh, finding the dead, the woman's dead body in the bed. Yeah, you know? that got me too. Because that's also like you know, as soon as you see it, like, like oh, she's 
that's a that's a dead body. But then once they turn it over, it's even more grisly right. uh, an image than you were expecting. And so that's sort of both like the suspense of knowing what it is, and then just the like, oh, it's so much worse than you body. thought. It's like a horrifyingly <laughs> rotted dead body. Um, <coughs> and I think, and so like you, so you started bringing up uh, some David Lynch, and uh, and so now I want to throw it to Scott. Are there like because I think horror, much like comedy, is very subjective, and what scares some people i think there's an objective quality to it i think anybody could look at a at a concept and say yes i understand why that would be scary uh or at least disturbing or horrific if you will and um but i think what scares a specific person as we just mentioned the shining has never scared me even when i was a kid and you find it terrifying which of course means that i'm much more manly than you oh of course uh but yes yes i did scared you not even the woman in room two is it two seventeen Two seventeen is it two thirty? It's two something seven. Yeah, I know it's not two two seven. That's Marla Gibbs. I know it's different in the book than the movie. Oh, okay. Because, and I think if I remember correctly, maybe this is uh, apocryphal, but I think, um, I think maybe it's two seventeen in the book, and the actual like hotel that they shot the exteriors at. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a room 217 and doesn't have a room 237 so they said can you make oh, a 237 yeah. for the movie so mm. people don't associate this actual room in our actual hotel oh. with this i don't know if that's a true story or not okay but that's what i've heard uh but no not even even that woman is not scary to me um i don't look down on people that are scared by that movie because they're zombie movies scare me more than i think they probably should um but uh yeah, I, I, i'm sorry to keep interrupting you but i think I find The Shining more scary now than I did when I was younger, when I first saw it. Because I think, um, just, uh, it's, the, the things that you see in the movie are, like, sort of wrong and off in a way that I understand more now. Like, maybe I was just, mm-hmm. my mind was more malleable. I was just sort of, like, accepting, like, oh, there's a guy in a dog mask blowing another guy, <laughs> you know? But that's not scary. That's just, like... But, but you know what? When I watch it now, because really? it's so weird. Yeah. Like, just the the general wrongness of that. Huh. Not, just, not that I'm against, you know, uh, people in... In dog masks, yeah. Blowing <laughs> each other. That's, that's fine with me. But, I mean, the fact that it's happening there at the hotel where there's not any other people. Right, yeah. And, like, why... And they're not... The fact that they're not, like... Maybe when I was younger, I would have been more scared by someone jumping out with a knife or whatever. Right. But these aren't... There's something very menacing about them, and they're... they're th- those two, you know, uh, without them being, you know, uh, outwardly aggressive or anything. Yeah. They're just like, mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be there. This is a really weird thing that's happening. Why is it happening? And why are they so fucking calm about it? It's scaring <laughs> it's me now thing, just thinking about the it. The same thing with the little girls, too. I mean, yeah. a lot of The Shining doesn't have that classical suspense that, like, the scene in The Strangers, you know. You're not set up with, like, a series of rules that you're waiting to expect. Mm-hmm. Just, like, the music and the cinematography kind of create this underlying suspense about anything that could happen. What are, uh, Scott, what are some of, uh... We'll stick with horror, and then I'll move on to suspense, because I am actually kind of eager to talk about Psycho. But um, but what are some of the other movies that you would say, like, definitely fall into horror? They'll probably contain some suspense, as many yeah. of them do. But, like, these are undeniably horror films. Um, and that sca- and perhaps even some that scare you, specifically. Yeah. Well, Repulsion was a big one for me. Um, and that's just, like... It's the same thing, really, is that suspense about something you don't expect at all because you know this woman's going crazy and mm-hmm. slowly deteriorating and so she could make up anything she wants you know her apartment changes sizes the walls change arms come out you don't there's no rules there 
Um, and I just watched Rosemary's Baby for the first time the other night after hearing that we we're going to talk about this. Yeah. And cool. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> um, and uh, it was weird because, like, I would definitely classify that as a horror movie, but only because of the way it ends, mm-hmm. which I knew about going into it. But still, oh. like, it's mostly a suspense movie. It's much more closer to Chinatown than uh, Repulsion, mm-hmm. even though it's far more, like, psychological. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else did I put down? Well, Halloween, because it, right. it's the same thing. There's... It's grounded, but there's this supernatural element to Michael Myers that you can't quite put your finger on. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you know that some rule about this is out of place. And the reason that sticks with a lot of people, I think, is that you leave the theater not knowing, like, what this guy's capable of and right. everything that could happen. Uh, 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 movies. Sorry, I knew I was going to get to an actual <laughs> word there sooner or later. Um, certain movies get uh, sort of maybe panned or looked down upon for. Or just the, the general idea of jump scares sort of gets talked about as like a cheap thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess it is, but there's there's a way to do it right, it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, <clears throat> and Halloween obviously being uh, and much earlier, uh, someone would say, I guess, the first of its, right. of it's, its genre. Movie. Yeah. Um, definitely definitely does it right. But it, it, go, it, it, it comes back to this thing that we've been talking about of... Um, the idea of something like staying with you, you know, and, um, you know, as, as hard as I might try, I guess I could try and just keep all the lights in my house on all the time, but sometimes <laughs> I had to get up in the middle of the night for something and the memory of that time in that movie that there was, you know, that, uh, you open the fridge door and the light comes on and you realize there's someone standing behind you, like, that's with me still, like, mm-hmm. um... And so those kind of jump scares, I think, uh, they can be a crutch, but they still are horrific by our definition that we've been developing here. And I think I think you're absolutely right. I think jump scares can really work provided they're not used too often as a red herring, and they often are. Where there's a Cat jump, jumps. there's there's a jump, there's a loud noise, and it turns out to just be a friend it, being like, "Hey, how's it going?" Right, yeah. Or a, a cat. cat yeah. Always a cat. Always yeah. a cat. Um, except my cat, he doesn't do anything suddenly. <laughs> um, he will swipe at you, but uh, but you'll see it coming. The uh, whereas you know, Michael Myers, there's some there's some jumps in there, but actually, I feel like Halloween. It's definitely a horror movie, but the supernatural quality of Michael Myers doesn't really come about until the end of the film and the rest of the series when it, he seems unkillable. There is an intangible quality because the character's crazy, and we don't know what crazy characters are going to do. Well, and he seems to like disappear and reappear in a lot of situations. Right. So there's that kind of element there. But there's right. and there's our, the mask. Our, our friend Nathan Basil in his film yeah. that he started in Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Have you seen it? No. Uh, there's a joke about you know. Do you know how much cardio you have to do to be able to like <laughs> make it look like you're walking? Make it and look like you're wa- walking. It would always be caught up. Yeah, and it's. But I do think, but it's interesting because there's not really a lot of jump scares in Halloween. No. There's a lot more slow burn. Yeah, like, like the anticipation of she's, you know, she thinks that she's killed him, and she's got her back to him, and you see him sit up. And turn his head very slowly towards her, almost very robotic, actually. Right. And then just walk slowly towards her, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, here it comes!" And <laughs> yeah. then I love maybe. The and this is what we don't want to. Uh, what I want to. Uh, <clears throat> what I said before is I don't want to separate like this is suspense and this is horror because that is clearly both. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and and 
to me, the most frightening image in the film is when she is standing at a closet that's pitch black, and then it, there's a really it's a neat lighting technique that they use, you know, in the moment. But you see the the theory is that like it's like your eyes are adjusting to the darkness and you see his white mask right. is right behind her yeah but it's a very slow build and you know that well she's standing right in front of a doorway that's pitch black <laughs> there's probably something there but i feel like if he had just jumped out that would have been scary but there's something much more unnerving and in my view horrific that this is not merely this is a psycho killer, to quote uh, David Byrne. Um, Qu'est-ce que c'est? <laughs> indeed. Um, it's not merely, but he has, and he's crazy, but he has control. The fact, like, he could just jump out and get her and it'd be scary, but the fact that he's just standing there waiting, and we realize as the, as the, the light reveals the, the mask we realize, oh, who knows how long he's been standing there. <laughs> and he's just, and the fact that she's there and he, and she's who he wants to attack, but he's not letting himself do it. There's something even more chilling about that than merely if he were to jump out. And so jump scares can be very, very uh, effective. A good example is Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. <laughs> at Universal, it, at Universal <laughs> yeah. Studios. No, I'm not plugging them on purpose. It's just kind of the way it worked out. Um, because it was it was scary and tense as you're going through the mazes and all that. But then you leave, and that's fine. But here's the thing. I stay up very late at night. <laughs> and I will... I'll often, like, clean up the apartment late at night. And that means taking out the trash. And so I'll have a bag of trash, and I'm just walking at, like, 3.30 a.m. Yeah. Quietly towards the end of my parking lot and there's a blind corner there that yeah. you have to turn to uh to do i take know. a wide turn on that one i do take a wide turn yeah. don't worry <laughs> yeah. um and you know what i'd be more afraid of someone in the dumpster in the dumpster uh no i'd be more afraid <laughs> of uh, possums and raccoons <laughs> uh there have been both back there yes yeah. um they get they get scared off and quick side note i could kick a raccoon right <laughs> like i know they're very f- furious but if it's like running on the ground towards me I can just kick a raccoon, right? I don't know. I like. I don't I think, think anyone would ever find out. Yeah, and I also no. Think- that, I'm not talking about a PETA situation. <laughs> I mean, like, I would win. I, I mean, I, win. okay. Yeah, but I also. I mean, how close have you ever been to a raccoon? They get bigger than you think. Uh, it's been it's been pretty close. Like there was one, like you know where I park uh, back here, and there's the wall. I do. The listeners don't. Okay, I know. Well, I'm talking to you. Um, the uh, there's a I where I park. It's outside, and it's. There's about a eh, five foot wall, and there is a raca- uh, raccoon uh, just sitting there on the wall, and so it's you know five feet from me. Uh-huh. I was in the car, but and then it scampered away. But uh, but yeah, now this is different than the time I was chased by a skunk at the zoo. Oh yeah, because <laughs> skunks loose cannon they'll spray you. Yeah, so that was true horror right there. By the way, <laughs> um, uh, let's get back into the topic. Sorry, um, I wanted to ask you. Tyler, because you brought it up and then we moved on. What is it about zombie movies that unsettles you so? Well, I think a lot of it, to go back to, I, I, I hate to sound like a, like a broken record, but to me, a lot of it is the concept. And the concept is not merely the dead have come back to life and they're eating us. That's okay. That's disturbing. But it's more just numbers. Right. Just the fact that, and I tell you, I was reading, uh, 
though I have not uh, watched any of The Walking Dead this season, uh, I went and read some of the Onion AV Club's uh, recaps of it to see what they thought of it. And, and in, I think, the most recent one, uh, as of right now anyway, the, the writer perfectly encapsulates something that I've been saying for a long time. And I've often said it in reference to the shambling zombies instead of the running zombies. Running zombies are frightening, but it's almost like the the deck is stacked too much to get, too much against <laughs> our our uh, heroes um, when the zombies are running. Because, like, are you kidding me? Now I have to, on top of everything else, I have to run. But there's something about the shambling zombies, the fact, it goes, it, it really, it goes back to Michael Myers waiting. It's this I, idea of like, of like I don't. Well, Dan Cook was in that too, right? <laughs> um, uh, anyway, it goes. It goes back to that. It goes back to like a certain degree of patience. This idea of like, okay, the zombies are shambling. I can walk past them, but there's so many more of them than me. There may be one or two or three here. I can deal with them. Give it a long enough time, and there will be dozens, if not hundreds. And sooner or later, I have I, I can't run anymore, and they'll just keep coming. And that, to me, is very, very disturbing. Well, I, I'm personally not scared by zombie movies, but I find them sort of existentially exhilarating. Because I think they're <laughs> this big metaphor for death, really, that you right. can't escape it. And that, you know, you can, like I said, you run, but eventually you're going to have to stop. And yeah. eventually, if there's enough against you, then eventually you're going to succumb and mm-hmm. die. My uh, <laughs> my thing with zombie movies or, or like apocalypse movies and stuff like that, like I think the this is gonna sound like I'm making a joke, but the reason they don't scare me is I think, well, I probably would have died in like the first wave. Like most <laughs> oh. people are dead, I probably wouldn't be around for the road. You know, I do. Uh, yes, in my uh, in in recent counseling sessions, I have brought up uh, how useless I feel as far as my abilities as a human because <laughs> because of the apocalypse factor. And he's like, okay, you'll. You'll need to expound on that. And I said, well, don't get me wrong. If the, if the apocalypse happens, I'm not going to make it. But if by some weird fluke, perhaps a much more heroic friend sacrificed himself for me, then maybe I'll make it. But then I'm the first one dead. And not by the bad guys, by the way. Like my own, my own tr- uh, group of survivors, they'll be like, okay, uh, well, I can make fire. I can, you know, I can, I can do a little bit of hunting. What do you do? Um... Avatar sucked. I didn't like it. And and what's more is I actually I can picture the the whole se- the whole TV series in my head where this group of this band of survivors stumble on a building that has power and they're like oh my gosh we have and they 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 can like wa- and there's like a projector and so they turn it on and it's like the Smurfs or something uh-huh. and they're just happy because they haven't seen a movie in months uh-huh. and the only ones available is the Smurfs and then I ruin their fun and they kill me and eat me that's that's the apocalypse uh, factor so uh, I, w- I want to give you Tyler and the listeners a quick update uh, the cards have tied it up and we are going into extra innings oh my gosh so that means the game's going to stay on right yeah that's All right. 930 happened was it? The yeah, the, 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 yeah, it just ended uh, 7 right. to 7. That was very abrupt. A moment ago, I looked over, and it was 5 to 7. Yeah. That was it, really something. Go cards. Yeah. All right, anyway, exactly. so... Um, exactly. 
So I wanted to bring up something, Scott. I'm sorry. I feel like uh, like I've been steamrolling you the whole time, but uh, I'm used to but it. it's fun because <laughs> I'm going to throw. You wait. Hold on. You're used to being steamrolled in general because that's yes. sad, or you're used to Tyler steamrolling you, which is kind of all of our experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the latter. <laughs> Okay, well, I was going to say something that is, that is the very nature of it uh, starts a conversation. I was going to throw to Scott first, in spite of the fact that I know David will have a strong opinion about it. Well, then he'll chime in eventually. Oh, he yeah. sure will. I will. So, the movie Scream. Uh, David's heard this opinion before. I've I never know- seen it, by the way. All right, it looks like I'm throwing to David. Well, yeah, you were like, what, three when it came out or something? <laughs> yeah, a lot of my more brave middle school friends uh, saw it, but I did not. You still haven't seen Scream. No, I'm not a big horror movie guy. I, I, you I'll know, lend it to I you. I think you would enjoy it. About it but okay. Well, because why, you, did, why did Tyler ask you to be on this episode? You know, I was kind of wondering that myself. <laughs> well, because it was I, more it was more just a general discussion of genre, and I felt like you'd be okay with that. Oh, right? yeah. No, I can talk about horror movies in general, but, you know, I have but a handful of specific examples. No, you're doing, you're, you're doing great. Don't Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but it sounds don't, like this... Don't let Tyler, <laughs> you know, undercut your confidence or talk over you. <laughs> Generally steamroll. David, I'm glad you could tear yourself away uh, from the game for just long enough to insult me. (laughs) But, uh, okay, so, but but, I mean, you know the basic premise of Scream, but having not seen it, there there is, what I'm going to talk about is is very, is pretty specific. Scream, I understand, is a horror movie. You'll find it in the horror section of your local video store, provided they're still around by the time this episode goes up. But... And I know that it's a masked killer referencing movies like Friday the 13th, like Halloween, and he's stabbing people and filleting them and doing the whole thing. So I understand that's quite horrific. However, I count it more as a suspense film Mm -hmm. because... It's there's a whodunit quality. Oh, that's exactly the word I was... And because there's a whodunit quality, it's like Michael Myers... Even though we are saying his name, just like Jason Voorhees, just like Freddy Krueger, we're saying their names, but we don't know who they are. We really don't have an understanding of exactly who or what they are. Whereas this, we know probably about halfway through the film when everyone's like, who is it? Because in the first scene, the first scene of Scream, pure horror, because we'd have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I think at this point, more suspense than horror. Yeah. Because we know like, we know what's going to happen. Right, this famous person's going to get killed. <laughs> but th- that's true. But think. But I mean, think about it. I mean, I I actually was did not see Scream until it was on uh, video. But I mean, imagine going to see a movie in which Drew Barrymore, who is one of the more famous people in the cast, mm-hmm. a- at least as famous as a Nev Campbell and a Courtney Cox, although not at the height of her. She was at, she was in the valley of her. This was like this is like not that long after she posed. She posed for Playboy. This is not. This but is even pre so, like Charlie's Angels, uh, that's very true. More resurgence. Uh, she was, was that the movie. She was in the uh, she was in the flashing Letterman phase of her career. I get it. But, exactly. But either way, she was a name, and she f- was featured very prominently on the poster. You go in and you watch it, and you think like, "Wow, this is a really interesting scene. This guy's taunting, uh, ostensibly our main character. We don't mm-hmm. know that. We don't know that she's not. And then, oh my gosh, look at what has happened. So." What's interesting is there's suspense, but we've been trained that this is a big actress, at least as big as anybody else, so it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And so there's actually not that much suspense 
in that opening scene if we were to go in completely without any expectation you didn't yeah. know what the situation was uh, and then it turns quite grisly and no question very much horror but I actually do consider the Scream films to be more suspense in spite of all the horror tropes and the fact that it would call itself a horror movie and makes reference to movies that are no question they are horror but uh, I consider Scream to be more suspense thriller than horror uh, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Really? I've gotten a lot of flack from other people on this on this opinion. No, I, I, I was expecting I mean, it from you. No, it's it, it clearly set itself up as a um, a whodunit. Yeah. That's that's the really the premise. It's a on the particularly sadistic end of whodunits. Like right. there's some, uh, you know, the for as sort of mainstream as they seem, like the way that people are killed in the screen movies is often really unsettling not because it's like final destination like creative like oh my god can you believe that just happened it's yeah. like someone getting like just slowly stabbed like it's yeah it's re- very realistic and i mean uh west craven definitely has if you watch the uh horrible film last house on the left he definitely uh has a history of sadism and is and when applied correctly uh it can be very effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to that first opening sequence of the first film. Um, and this is like, I guess there are certain movies that, <coughs> I mean, you talk about seeing them, not until video, but like someone maybe younger, like Scott, seeing them after they already had a cultural reputation, you know, the part at the end of that sequence, a slow motion thing where Ghostface comes up behind Drew Barrymore, she's running mm-hmm. and grabs her and stabs her directly in the chest. Yeah. Like that, to me is like a cinematic watershed like that is yeah that is a big moment because of the thing you're talking about like we if you don't know uh and this is uh, another argument for not watching trailers and stuff like that uh, not you know go uh going in as clear as clean as as possible uh if you don't know that drew barrymore isn't the star uh when she gets stabbed in a way that is very clearly fatal from the moment <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's it was a it's a big moment and it's a big part of why i like scream so much and this will tie us into a film that i uh, assume you probably have seen scott psycho many times okay psycho you guys both said suspense oddly enough i might go the other way <laughs> i right. might say horror um oddly enough uh so let's let's because i would say that yes that moment of oh my gosh Drew Drew Barrymore, like his the fact that it's in slow motion indicates this is a big deal, uh-huh. and so. Uh, but it, what it communicates is that nobody's safe. Yeah, and that's just, that's very similar to yeah, Janet I don't Lee. Say, by saying watershed, I think I kind of meant for me. Okay, yeah. Um, although I think it is an important uh, cultural moment. Uh, yeah, as it's. Far as, but I, don't, I didn't want to imply that Scream was the first movie to kill off the person you thought was the main character. Right. But it, for our generation, it it really was. Horror movies mm-hmm. were the height of predictability by the time Scream came out, and then that was not a predictable moment. Any more than I'm sure people were not predicting <laughs> Janet Lee to die 40 minutes into Psycho. Yeah. Um, and so I said it was, uh, I say it's a horror film. Scott, you say it's a suspense. I'm more putting you about on the-, it, the more I think about it, the more I'm revising my opinion on Hoo-ah. that. Um, if only because I remembered uh, something Toby Hooper, the guy who directed uh, Texas Chainsaw, said when he first saw it, which is that sitting in the theater with Psycho, he realized he was not in safe hands, that this was a mm-hmm. director who mm-hmm. didn't care about him, who didn't have his interest <laughs> at heart at all. <laughs> and that's kind of what he tried to do with Texas Chainsaw as well. Um, 
And so the more I think about it, the more it kind of is a horror movie because of the way, like I said earlier, where it sets up certain expectations and then upends them with something even worse at the end. Mm -hmm. Or even in the middle, really. Um, And uh, Peter Bogdanovich actually wrote a great article a couple weeks ago about seeing Psycho for the first time because he was among the first New York critics at the first morning screening. And he's like, okay, you know, it's a very good suspense movie, typical Hitchcock. And then he's like, and then she gets in the shower and movies change forever. Mm -hmm. And like, that's an powerful reaction uh-huh. yeah. to Garner. Um, again, I, don't, uh, I want us to do clear of trying to make arguments that it has to be one or the other. Absolutely. Um, and so I'll definitely give you that the shower scene and uh, I guess the reveal at the end, is, there's uh, horror to that. But I think <clears throat> the way most of the, if you just do like percentage of <laughs> screen time, it's, it leans more heavily on suspense uh, elements than horrific ones. Well, so would you say, uh, or sorry, Rosemary's Baby is a suspense movie? Because there's uh, yeah, not I, a lot I of horror in that movie. Yeah, either. I don't really think of Rosemary's Baby as a horror really? movie. Really? Interesting. Okay. My, myself. I think it's... I um, think it's. But yeah, it does end on that very yeah. strong, very horrific note. You could say, I mean, there's also the idea of the supernatural thriller, which I think is somebody being like, <laughs> well, this isn't straight up suspense because it involves the devil. <laughs> But it really isn't uh, the most horrific of films. You're talking about End of Days here? I'm talking about, absolutely. I'm talking about Bless the Child with uh, Kim Basinger. <laughs> yes, that's a movie that I, I, didn't, I didn't remember that I knew about it until just now. I was like, I've got to pick something that's somehow Is even that less great known. Is Kinnear? Huh? What am I thinking? You're thinking of Dear God. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm thinking of something. Oh, are you thinking of uh, Godsend? Godsend. That's yes, Bless the Child is a different thing. Okay. Um, I never saw either one. I did see Bless the Child and uh, did not care for it. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm inclined to say that Rosemary's Baby actually... And, it, yes, I don't want to fall into this thing of, like, well, this is this and this is this and right. it's definitive. Because, yes, because elements of suspense, uh, suspense films that are... There's no question that they are... They fall into that category will also feature elements of horror. To me, and a, a good example is A Simple Plan. A Simple Plan, which, of course is a suspense film that comes from a horror director. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's nothing incredibly horrific about it. I mean, it's just, it's all just regular people. And one could say maybe that is the most horrific quality about it. But like, there's a, that movie is just like, I, I'm exhausted. I love the movie, <laughs> but I'm exhausted by the end of that film. Cause I'm always so on edge. Um, but there's such, there's some like real like iconic horror imagery from like the crows that always show up mm-hmm. and and when a character gets it's almost all I believe it's always shot right um, anytime a character gets shot it is the most bl- it's always with like shotgun or something like that's the bloodiest thing um, although now that I think about it in the plane is a rotting corpse mm-hmm. there is a scene where a character gets gets smothered and we see uh, the face of the person doing the smothering it's mm-hmm. it reminds me of what you're talking about in uh, Inland Empire, just seeing uh-huh. the face of somebody. Um, so I feel like that's a film that is definitely more suspense than anything else because we're always... I think there's a sense of the unknown in horror movies. And we always we always know what's going on in A Simple Plan. We just don't necessarily know what's going to happen. But we always know mm-hmm. who the, everybody what the is. What rules are. I, I, that's a good way of phrasing it, yes. I think... I, uh, you say unknown, and maybe this is just more my personal tastes, but um, unknown, I think, maybe might not even be the right word. For me, the things that scare me the most, I was talking about that, that one shot in The Shining, are things that, the, that are un, 
understandable, not understandable. Mm-hmm. You know, that just uh, just sort of ag- aggressively wrong, I guess. Like, um, uh, even though as I've gotten older, The Omen is less of an effective movie for me. The "It's All for You, Damien" scene is still like, have you seen no. The Omen? Do you know the scene? It's not really. No. Okay, they're having a. An- I'm not a big fan of the Omen. I don't think you're missing much. All right, but this scene, am I right? It's it's horrific. Like it is. Uh, they're having a birthday party for Damien, mm-hmm. and it's a big. They're rich, you know, so it's right. a big yard. There's like I think there's clowns and stuff. There's all sorts of stuff happening, um, and then you hear a woman shouting Damien's name, Damien, Damien. And you look up, and it's their nanny, and she's standing on the ledge, on like the third floor. <laughs> with a noose around her neck and she says it's all for you Damien and then she jumps and yeah, yeah. and for, it's kids birthday party right, children yeah. all around yeah um, and it's so like not uh, unexplainable and ununderstandable mm-hmm. I know that's not a word I keep saying it uh, <laughs> and just so aggressively weird that uh, that's the sort of thing that upsets me maybe it's because I have this empirical mind and I want to understand and analyze everything mm-hmm. so when something happens that I can't that I can't make fit it upsets me. It's two sides of the same coin, though, really, because, I mean, you, it's unknown why she's doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's basically the same, I think, impulse driving. When I, uh, as I was writing down... Um, but I guess what I'm saying okay. is that's why, uh, sorry, the uh, the unknown, uh, well, the reason it stays with me is because even after it's all said and done, I still don't have an explanation for it. Maybe right. that's why I don't consider Scream horror, mm-hmm. because... Uh, Unlike at the end of Halloween, when you still don't understand how is it, what is this person no. that he can survive all this? At the end of Scream, you know exactly who did everything, and it makes all makes perfect sense, and so you can kind of put it out of your mind because it's sort of case closed, and you can put it away. Right. Whereas these things, like it's all for you, Damien, and like like Michael Myers, like they they stick with me because my mind still wants to make them make sense, and they won't, and that's upsetting to me. Which is actually why I why I find uh, Norman Bates' mother to be frightening because you never really know where she is, what she's doing, or what she's capable of. We hear she's an invalid. She certainly uh, gets up fast to take out Martin Balsam. Um, you know, stuff like that. And and I think that's the st- that staircase sequence in, in Psycho is a good example of, yeah. of both because he's going up those stairs... <laughs> taking his sweet time by the way and you're like you're just like martin balsam get to the top of the stairs i don't know what's going on and then and then very quickly he's gone like he's he's out and so it's just uh it's a very it's a film that i think maybe rides the fence i think it has elements of both definitely but um but i think there's i think i categorization is something that i i think i instinctively do it you can't help it. <laughs> the way we we're inoculated with movies, you know, uh-huh. the, the video store categories, and video the store categories, ten best lists. And abs- all yes, that, kind of that stuff. is true. Yeah, and if you if you go into uh, like the IMDb like genre, like top oh, yeah. fifty of each genre, you'll just be like, okay, LA Confidential is on like eight of these lists. What is it? Well, <laughs> try finding Pulp Fiction in a video store. It's in the action section or the drama, or maybe someone finally realizes it's a comedy and puts it there. <laughs> Um, but like, Do you know, uh, sorry. What, what year was Fargo? Ninety six. Ninety six. I think there was a huge difference in me, maturity in me, between the first and second time that I saw it. Because the first time I saw Fargo, I did not think of it as a comedy, mm-hmm. and now I can't think of it as anything else. Yeah. Uh, I mean, which isn't to say that it's not disturbing, but it is first and foremost funny. I think the note it ends on makes it more of a drama. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. 
A movie is about how it ends. Yeah. That's I don't know if that's actually true, but you and I discussed it once. A lot of people say, recently. I say that's not true. Well, TV shows are not about how they end. <laughs> Movies are. Okay. Actually, I don't know if I believe that. But um, <laughs> but the uh, but yeah the cat the the video store category is because I've worked in several video stores in my life and then and as I would walk through like I remember my the blockbuster I worked at in Chicago, you'd walk through the horror section. And it was interesting because you'd see, like, a lot of serial killer movies. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which even then that feels like it could be more in suspense or drama even. But it's all it was always in horror. And yet that's one that I think of as a horror movie mm-hmm. because it's uh, so upsetting. There's no release. Right. No, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, there isn't. Uh, but... And you know, was, Silence of the Lambs was always put it was is often not always, but often put in the horror section, and I'm not sure. Yeah, that one I don't, uh, I don't think so. And a lot of those type of like serial killer movies, like you wouldn't, uh, I mean, you wouldn't put Kiss the Girls in the horror section. No. So why put Silence of the Lambs? Uh, is it because he wears the guy's face? I think there's, <laughs> I think the cannibalism aspect. Not, uh-huh. not. I don't think it belongs there. I think drama, suspense, or something. But like, I think. The cannibalism, the wearing of skin, and stuff like that. I think people think of that as as a horror, but uh, but to me, I think I guess I guess to me, it goes back to what you guys were talking about with like the the Hitchcock distinction of you know there's the bomb under there, and that's what makes it suspenseful. And we may not know where Buffalo Bill is, but we know who he is, and. As the film goes on, we start to have a deeper understanding of why he's doing what he's doing. Same with Hannibal Lecter. Like, there, we are given pretty much all the information, and then it's just a function of figuring out, trying to figure out what's going to happen next. But that's different than not knowing what's happening at all. Yeah. And I think you'll find that in a lot of horror movies. Um, but uh, now, what would you say? Because I remember, David, when you first saw Zodiac, to go back to something that we talked about, in which. You take the fear home with you. I remember you told me the story of when you first saw Zodiac, and you stayed till the end of the credits, and by then, it was only you and one other guy in the theater, <laughs> right. and the guy was a few rows behind you, yeah. and you were just like, um, uh, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> and, uh, and that always struck me as interesting, because I think, uh, certainly Zodiac is not a horror film, but... It has horror elements in it, though. Yeah. And there are a lot of, attack- of people attacked from behind in that movie, so I can understand that. For sure. <laughs> and the, um, yeah, I don't think of David Fincher as a horror director, but the uh, the one one of the murders, the one that's like the couple mm-hmm. at the, the yeah. picnic, like you can't really call that suspense. It's horror because it's all, it's yeah. it goes back to the Wes Craven thing I'm talking about, or something that Michael Haneke does in in Funny Games that I think is horrific. Mm-hmm. Is just the not looking away and being. Just yeah, being, when he stabs yeah. that woman, that's like yeah, and you can accuse the director of 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 sadism, um, and uh, I don't know that you'd be entirely incorrect, but it still works. <laughs> mm-hmm. It works for the movie, and I think that the, that sequence in particular is definitely horrific. Um, whereas the one where uh, I can't remember who it is is it Gyllenhaal who goes to see the guy who has the basement? And it's like yeah, Tra- old, Charles Flesher, yeah, uh, yeah, that. That might be more suspense. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, even though you don't know what's going to happen. So it's, I guess that's a, a and mix. Also, the conversation they have with, uh, I can't remember the guy's name now, 
but uh, the main John, suspect, John Carroll Lynch, John Carroll Lynch, uh-huh. um, in the factory is just like it's pure suspense. Even though all they're doing is talking. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's a wonderful performance. I was just oh, thinking, yeah. like, I haven't seen that movie recently enough. It's three hours long. Maybe I'll just jump <laughs> to that scene because I love it so much. Um, um, what I was trying to think of is movies that are that have a lot of horror without suspense, and I think Henry does that for mm-hmm. me and then there's a movie that I don't know if it's good because I haven't seen it since it was like new in 94 so maybe you guys have seen it more recently uh, starring Sam Neill John Carpenter's in the Mouth of Madness is that I a good movie? It. I haven't seen it because I, I, th- I found it terrifying at when I was when I was 12 I thought it was scary much like it reminded me a lot of like Event Horizon another Sam Neill film actually another movie I used to think was scary yeah I've rewatched Event Horizon. It's just like <laughs> this is dumb. So is In the Mouth of Madness dumb? I don't know. It's on Netflix. Uh, watch Instant, okay. and so I think I may I may watch it at some point because I there, found some of it very frightening. But there there is the the image. Uh, there's the woman who is bent over backwards, walking on all fours, and her head like turns around and talks, yeah. and it's just uh, it's just it goes back to that thing that, and I'm I'm starting to feel like this is just a personal thing for me. It's just so weird that it upsets me. And to me, the 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 thing that that I that I remember most in a film that has a lot of supernatural horror to it, the the part that scares me the most is when Sam Neill is talking with uh, I don't know, member part of the publishing company that he uh-huh. uh, works with, and they're they're just talking in a diner in front of a window, and you see terrible th- some things something's happening outside of the window. And you see this guy with a crazy look in his eye and an axe in his hand just looking straight at the camera and walking slowly towards the window <laughs> with our characters who don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I'm just like, but the fact that he's looking at me, yeah. uh-huh. it's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but that's the thing is I know that I'm not in danger, but the, but just in looking at me, they're bringing me into what they don't know and that's that's the you know that's yeah, the bomb but, uh, under the table so like they're fixated on each other and don't mm-hmm. know what's happening you're fixated on the movie for all you know some crazy guy with an axe is uh, in your periphery <laughs> well thank you now i'm terrified uh, that you've but really like, gotten me that's why now. that works for me yeah you know absolutely. I, was, uh, I was just the other day because i tend to watch uh, i tend to stay up a little uh, a couple hours later than my girlfriend so mm-hmm. that's why i watch the tv shows and movies that she d- isn't interested in mm-hmm. so i was watching of all things this week the halloween episode this year's halloween episode of castle starring nathan fillion okay i didn't know that was still on <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and um like even then i'm realizing like uh, it's twelve thirty at night all the lights are off except for the tv like mm-hmm. there this is there's like in in this episode there's a hidden passage that a guy is like hiding you know hiding in to jump out and kill people and i'm like someone could be like right there in the hallway yeah. it's so dark in here especially my eyes are on the screen if i look at something it's just pitch black yeah uh so um yeah that that kind of stuff uh that's what i think about the the idea that when you're watching a movie you're not watching all the things that could be coming to get you <sighs> I haven't thought about that at all. Well, and the other thing with the guy with the axe, it's the bomb under the table plus the bomb hates you. <laughs> I think that might be a good place to wrap up. That's pretty up. good, yeah. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait to deliver, Mr. Nye. Um, Jury was out until just now. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, well, 
Sorry, like, uh, like I said, uh, you know what? I'll say this for the end. First off, uh, you can get us at battleshipretention.com or on iTunes. You can email us, Tyler at battleshipretention.com, David at battleshipretention.com. You can uh, find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash thepretension. Find Tyler on Twitter at twitter.com slash morelessons, which is the official Twitter of his other podcast, which you can find at morethanonelesson.com or in iTunes. And you can find my other podcast, the weekly television review show, previously on at previouslyonshow.com or in iTunes. Scott, where, besides battleshipretention.com, can people find you? Uh, railoftomorrow.com and at railoftomorrow.com. Tomorrow, which uh, I'll be tweeting from extensively next week from AFI Fest, and we'll be doing a lot of reporting on the website as well. But uh, yes. be sure to follow for that if you're at all interested in the new Bellatar film, or Melancholia, or a separation. These are all things that uh, that I think our listeners. I are. would I would I, hope so. I assume that our listeners are like me, and I'm interested <laughs> in all those. Although I also have a press screening of a separation coming up, so huh. uh, we can have. Uh, dueling reviews. Now, is that Bellatar film? That's going to cover a full day of the festival, right? Not as long like, as you would think. Now, okay. it's only two and a half hours. Oh, risk! <laughs> Look at this. A Bellatar short. <laughs> um, well, uh, Scott, thanks so much, so much for being on the show. Thanks yeah. for representing the other writers, and maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll do the same and uh, and show up and uh, blow us away with something awesomely funny at the end <laughs> gives us a good <laughs> note to end on I know and, that's uh, so rare usually in a, we just peter out <laughs> yeah like on page 17 yeah. like we were saying um, uh, and, and yeah once again I can't uh, stress enough how much um, I want you guys to visit the website I want it to be and we're gonna make uh, we're gonna we're planning some simple changes to the website that will also but, but will make it a lot more navigable mm-hmm. uh, for these purposes I want battleshipretention.com to be a place that people stop before they make viewing decisions you know like uh, before they go out to the theater see what foreign independent films are playing before they go to Netflix or to Amazon to to, to rent or buy uh, something to see what's on what's available on home video you know uh, and also we have the um, semi-regular movie recommendations feature just mm-hmm older movies that you might want to check out and uh by the way scott you're always welcome as are all the writers to contribute movie recommendations i know i always forget about that but i I will do more of those uh and i will and by the way i'm probably going to start writing a little bit more as well because i have backed uh sort of backed off my work schedule a little bit and i'm very excited i've been seeing a lot of movies lately um but uh, i also want to uh i also want to do this i want to as as david is uh pressuring you to uh, look at the website i will say thanks to everybody that has been looking at the website as it is yeah. like it's it's insane uh how top, much that top 100 directors list came at a good time for our our, our push for the website yeah. and thanks to everybody for uh, commenting on that it's been fun interacting we with, love with people. the comments yeah so please keep them coming yeah and so and of course hey thanks for everybody for voting for uh battleship pretension and more than one lesson at the podcast awards we'll let you know in a couple weeks when we don't win so <laughs> all right uh again scott thanks for being here thanks for having me david how's how's everything looking um, oh it's still pretty intense over it there is possibly what is happening someone <laughs> just hit a on a base hit and it is now tied, tied up. again at the bottom of the 10th. It's 9 to 9. Um, Speaking of suspense. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, I know you have to go pick up your wife from the airport, but I might just want to sit on your couch <laughs> and, wa- and watch the rest of this. Well, the listener's not going to know what's going on. You guys are going to have to find out on your own. You, you know by you now. You know by now. <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Happy Halloween, and we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.